Hi, your love, and welcome to another episode of Mandatory Redistribution Party. Today, me and Jack talk about nukes, bommy boys, and the politicians who love them. Nukes are singularly evil, suppositories rejected by the anus of Satan. They are the planet-obliterating power that glows sleepily in the back pockets of our increasingly jingoistic world leaders. Rarely addressed outside of elections, when party leaders fresh from being grilled about the Earth's incremental destruction at the hands of climate change, compete to be the most adamant to lay waste to continents. What a bloody joke, eh? Roll the app. South Africa. Oh no, what's happened? Uh, do you know they were in danger? South Africa? South Africa's in danger. I'm also really, really worried about Kazakhstan. What's happened in Kazakhstan? I'm also really worried about Belarus. Hang on, I'm not even over the South Africa news. What's happened in Belarus? You, they've, they've, um, they've dismantled their nuclear arsenals. They're completely undefended. It was nice living in a world that contained a Kazakhstan and a Belarus and a South Africa, but... Well, Kazakhstan had 1,400 nuclear warheads from mm -hmm. the Soviet Union. they got nothing now. They're defenseless. Belarus had 81. They're nude. They are naked in the battle zone. South Africa, nothing. They got, they, they got rid of them in 1991. 1991? Gone. That's it. They're going to be first on the chopping block. They, they've, they've really risked it. They've been naked. Yeah. They've been naked at the negotiating table for three decades. Worse than the negotiating table. It's like climbing out of the trenches with your kecks off. Yep. Nude. Yeah. Come at me, nuclear powers. So, uh, you know, we are presumably moments away for South Africa could at any point be attacked by Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, yeah, Mozambique. There could be a you know, war at any moment. Yeah. People looking down yeah. at South Africa thinking, oh, we could have that land once it's completely irradiated and fucked. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as Namibia gets nukes, they're going to nuke That's South it. Africa yeah. and seize the irradiated paradise. Or just nuke the land just into the sea and then just raise the coast up so that more countries can have a larger coastline. Well, listen, Russia's, Russia's still got nukes. And Kazakhstan's got like a border with Russia, so what's to stop Russia from just nuking? Yeah, for all Kazakhstan. the advantages. Think of all the advantages Russia would have of living next to a crater. Yeah, completely irradiated, apocalyptic hellscape. Yeah, 
that would then maybe you know the 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 radiation would go into the people well, it was, of Russia it was and they, like all radiation it exists in the air and will be absorbed in the water cycle and will affect the neighboring countries and cause birth defects and what it. with the chernobyl that whole shebang mm. they'll definitely be enthusiastic about that happening again right but this time intentionally doing it yeah yeah and the uk as well like with, with our um blistering love of the uh tv drama threads <laughs> yeah. We're still going to be champing at the bit for an opportunity to launch Trident. Nukes save lives, Sean. And they, they save more lives than they kill. They're saving your life right now, listener. Yeah. Can you hear this? Listen to this sound. That's the sound of you being protected by a nuclear arsenal. Yeah. I didn't thank hear you. an explosion. Say thank you. Um, thank you. No, I was talking to the list, but yeah. Okay, I thought it would be a proxy. Thank you, nuclear yeah. bombs. Thank you. Thank you. I salute. I salute. Teary eyed salute towards a nuclear bomb. The power of apocalypse. We're, we're both saluting right now. Yeah, can you hear? Can you hear? I'm going to rub it on my forehead so you know that my hand's up above my forehead. Stereo that's just that's respect. Respect. The big bomb. Do you know how many there are? All estimates, because obviously I don't think anyone's being completely honest about what they got. Sure. USA's got 6,185, uh-huh. which is enough to destroy the world. For yeah, yeah, you could actually destroy a few planets completely. We got 200, UK, uh-huh. yeah. 200. France, 300. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Israel, 90. Uh-huh. Uh, Pakistan, 160. India, 140. Russia, 6,490. China, 290, and North Korea, 30 shit ones. North Koreans don't even count, right? Because they won't be able to reach anywhere. Yeah, they do always just crash into the... Yeah. Well, they've got they've got the nukes, but they haven't got the thing yeah. that takes the nuke. They haven't got the trebuchet. They could post it. Yeah. The trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was recently, like, test footage of all the nuclear stuff got declassified. Oh, like the huge, like the SAR bomb, that one that curved with the curvature of the Earth. SAR bomber. <laughs> That's the, I think that's the name of the largest nuke that was ever tested. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nuclear warheads are so much bigger now. Yeah. We look back to Hiroshima and Nagasaki to think of what a nuclear warhead is. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. Well, that's, they've also made like smaller ones that they call tactical nukes. Yeah, sure. Which is like, what does that even mean? Oh, I will tactically kill these civilians in just this area. Yeah. I will tactically blow off this swathe of your nation. <laughs> and irradiate yeah. hundreds of miles around it tactically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they've made small, but also huge giant ones, yeah. Um, and then, because, like we said about Fallout, this stuff won't just, it'll blow up. One of these, like the big warheads that are available, Yeah, will not only like, blow up like have a crater that encompasses cities mm-hmm. but the fallout will just destroy the whole planet just one of them like the presence of that much if you think of chernobyl was one <laughs> and that if you know mutated sheep in wales or whatever that's what i mean like yeah. people were evacuated from their schools all over central europe and then uh, in eastern europe like the effects it had on the surrounding area and then the, the continual fuckness. You're not allowed to touch animals hmm. in visits to Chernobyl now. Fuck. Like, animals will come up to you because none of them have seen humans enough to, like, know to fear yeah. humans. You're not allowed to touch them. Um, fuck. So you imagine that one of these new 
insane god level nukes ever went off and what that would do just to the water cycle what that would do to the oceans permanently yeah what would it what would it would do to food yeah what would food be like after we defended ourselves <laughs> yeah like it's taken us a couple hundred years to like fuck the climate yeah. so much that we're facing like catastrophe people are actually experiencing catastrophe now like micronesia or whatever but we could do that even worse yeah with one decision and to not do so sean is cowardice this is on the subject of like how long nuclear stuff lasts for have you heard right. of a, a branch of science this is my my favorite branch of academic research nuclear semiotics no okay so here is the challenge to you Nuclear waste material lasts thousands of years, yeah. right, before it's remotely safe to go near. So you need, if you're going to dump nuclear waste, like serious amounts of it, you need to make clear to anyone that might approach it, mm. don't, danger. Mm. However, by any estimate, the amount of time it will take before the nuclear waste becomes safe again is probably going to be longer than our civilization so oh because you want to know what the fuck the sign means so the sign has to be readable for people who don't have anything like the same language we do yeah has to be basically readable to aliens yeah without they don't have a Rosetta Stone or anything they just they have to see it and immediately go oh, no that's bad yeah go bad yeah. yeah so what do you put there and that is an actual discipline of working out how to tell people in tens of thousands of years to avoid certain areas. So you've got to imagine in 10,000 years, let's say the world's still going, someone could just walk up a site, like civilization's crumbled, it's basically back to like an agrarian society. Fuck. And they come across this thing, like, like it'd be like um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's just these things there, and you know, bad. this is bad. I feel dread here. I must never go past this point. So you have to create an, you have to create dread with an yeah. image. What is the symbol? The that black circle with three black triangles on a yellow background? Yeah, that's one of them. I, but I mean, you can't just put I, it, I, yeah, I'd, I'd see that and be like, "Oh, I think that's something to nukes." But I, I, that wouldn't instill. Yeah, but you've horror. got to imagine that you're from a future civilization, you've just never seen that symbol before. Yeah, you're you'd not. be like, "What the fuck?" I oh, think so what have they come up with? What's like the thing? They haven't really. I mean, there's loads of skeletons. That's what I was thinking. It has to be associated yeah. with death. Because oh, yeah. I said Planet of the Apes. Isn't there a thing in that with like just crucified humans? If oh, you I went, Planet of the Apes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it for ages. I think there's like a forbidden area that's got crucified humans near it. Fuck. And that'll do it, right? Yeah. I oh, wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, approach don't go this way. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go the other way. <laughs> Probably I'll go quicker. Around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not in a rush. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll go around this bit. But that's how long nuclear material lasts for. You've got to think beyond the fall of your own civilization. Fucking hell. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. What? I'd press the button in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Mutually assured destruction, sure. Yeah. The only way to win... Is to press it first. Is to have the will to kill. Have the biggest bomb. A weapon that will only ever be used against a civilian population. That has only ever been used against a civilian population. Well, how could it not be against... Yeah, exactly. Unless you had a city that was just the government. And all the surrounding areas were also the government. 
Yeah. And like barracks. Yeah. Yeah. How do just war, how do those just war philosophers say nukes are fine? I guess they just do mutually sort of destruction. Like you, the reason a nuke is good is that it's a deterrent and, but it doesn't even make sense because loads of people died in the cold war. Mm. Guatemala, Vietnam, Angola, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. This was the whole East game Timor theory. genocide. Like, yeah. Indonesia. Yeah. So it's a misnomer to say it was a cold war. That's like a very was Western. It, yeah, it's a cold white. war between the pa- the two powerful yeah. states. Yeah, who used all these proxy wars to do conventional warfare? To, to, to do war, <laughs> normal. Well, war. if we have nukes, we'll never yeah. have a conventional. Oh right, but what about all these wars? Yeah, what about <laughs> the war that is ongoing? What about the fact that we haven't had a planet without war? What about once? This global war? Yeah. What about? the middle east (laughs) (laughs) you know like depleted uranium in iraq has caused more birth defects oh fallujah and all that yeah like the stuff we talk about like hiroshima and nagasaki in terms of like what it did to civilian population that was trying to reproduce and it was depleted uranium nothing compared to what's happened in um iraq like Mm. the the birth defects there and the scale of them Mm. are mortifying well and also the collapse of the infrastructure in iraq that was decimated like hiroshima was rebuilt and japan mm-hmm. was given shitloads of money after the war by the americans sure but i'm just talking about the nuclear like the the the, the presence of depleted uranium in what warfare. was it in what was it in in fallujah I i'm not know. sure i'm not sure bomb something i'm just why? trying to fall out why oh right we'll kill only kills people right should we put some extra in yeah like if it's in if you've already got a bomb or a bullet I want why are you then going so strong it shoots through you to kids you've not even had yet. <laughs> That's the only reason. Who's <laughs> and then someone is building that. And mate, yeah, like, good idea. Yeah, so you, yeah, you come in. I want a bullet to do that. Now I got this thing for you. Do we just need some depleted uranium, and you can pay us, and we'll make money. And then, and then people, and then people will be like, "You can't close the future bullet factory. A thousand lads work in the future bullet factory. Yeah, Mark, your baby, but no babies round here. They haven't even been born yet. Like what? Used to be the future bullet factory was good, honest work. And then some of these hippies around here said, "What about the future babies? Well, I don't see any. <laughs> I don't see any around here. <laughs> um, don't fight on their behalf, stealing their valour. Let the future babies come to me. <laughs> Let them tell me to stop producing future bullets. Uh, well, sir, you, perhaps you could, uh, perhaps you could uh, work in a wind farm, or you could apply your skills to other, some other form of manufacturing. No, someone has kind. to die. <laughs> Someone's got to die. Oh, my dad worked in the future bullet factory and his dad worked in the future bullet factory and I'm going to work six days a week till I die knowing I'm making future bullets. I actually run the union. (laughs) I'm the rep. (laughs) (laughs) But I mainly deal with slipping hazards. And if the Labour Party try and close our future bullet factory, I'll let Mr Corbyn know I'll bring the lads out. (laughs) The Prime Minister has to... um What's the thing? Like the prime minister, when they're in, they have to write the instructions for the sub. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just says, do it. Yeah, they could say anything. Signed, just a winky face. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you um, you could trick them. So you could pretend like, yeah, I've written the letter, but then you've got to like follow up and put in the envelope. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. And then uh, you know, they, the submarine commander opens it, expecting it to be the orders, and it yeah. just says like cycle. <laughs> it just says nukes are bad. Just a picture of Corbyn's smiling face. <laughs> 
<laughs> just wait. That one of him holding a marrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Britain got a nuke from Atley. Atley like signed off on the research, mm-hmm. but we were originally part of I mean, father of the NHS and of nuclear. Our power to bring about nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> Good old Atley. Um, but the so the you know special relationship yeah, with yeah. America, they saw themselves kind of as like partners in the whole nuclear research thing. Okay. And there's like primary sources where they're kind of referring to, they they know the Americans are like, the Manhattan Project is like going faster than whatever the British Atlantic yeah. Project is. Uh, but they kind of in notes refer to it as like our new weapon or whatever. And the Americans are like, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> mm. no, no. Our, yeah. our new weapon. But at some point they got an agreement with FDR. He signed off to say like, oh, we'll share the technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, when, once Atlee's in government, he's like, oh, can I just, uh, can we check up on that? Because I was at yeah. that meeting. And, uh, can we just Tr- sync our files, please? Yeah, yeah. Truman's like, what meeting? Wow. Right? And just like, apparently just lost the note that said the meeting had ever happened and just didn't refuse to share anything. Wow. Yeah, which is really fucked. Because then, when Atlee started the UK's nuclear program, mm. I think the Soviets got a lot of their shit by infiltrating our Put that right. program, yeah. So that was a real oopsie daisy if that for the Americans to do that because it probably leaked it to the Soviets and got got them the nuke earlier. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> from just not shit from Truman being like, "What note? It's nuts, isn't it?" Mm. I think I was thinking about some of the arguments you make against nuclear bombs, and the obvious one is just how much money, you know, like trillions of pounds sure. every year. All these countries are spending so much money on nuclear bombs that could. Probably the amount of money that's spent on nuclear bombs could like eradicate poverty worldwide. Yeah. I'm, I'm pure guessing, but I, it, it probably could, right? It's a lot of money. I mean, there is a figure that's put to eradicating poverty and it seems achievable given the amount of wealth that goes on completely unnecessary projects. Yeah. Yeah. I think eradicating poverty would make the world a lot safer. Call me crazy. I think yeah. it would. It would definitely contribute positively rather than negatively well the weird thing about nukes now is that the global threat is terrorism right we're not worried about russia we're not worried about the cold war we're worried about this the guerrilla warfare tactics of radicalists like let's say that this is what the mainstream fear-mongering is about okay yeah well yeah the main yeah i'm not you're not saying that is the main thing you're saying that's the main yeah in the same way that the security services are going to say the main threat is Terrorism and cyber terrorism. Yeah, I'm not saying that terrorism is a threat to my life. No one's ever going to come and blow up my road. Yeah, but like during the Cold War, um, yeah, there was a, like a, there was a chance of a nuclear problem, but Russia wasn't really the enemy of your average American. Yeah, it was the it was an ideological enemy of the people that were running the country. Mm. Um, same thing that's going on with terrorism. Like I, I personally. Obviously, I don't want terrorism to happen. Yeah. But I don't think that uh, the ultimate cause is that people, ISIS sprang out of nowhere for no reason. Everything's connected to imperialism. So just with all those caveats out of the way, the fact that we still have nuclear arms now in an era where what we're worried about is terrorists. And where do terrorists live? Oh, just in our cities. They are anywhere there. It could be anyone. Yeah. So how do the bombs protect us from the principal threat that's facing our nation? (laughs) Do we just drop it on Luton? What are we going to do? Like, 
Yeah, I what don't. are nukes supposed to be for? Because we don't. There isn't another superpower that's endangering us. Our problem is destabilization. The Islamic State's gone, but that was the big bad mm. for a long time. Mm. We were never going to drop a nuke on them, but also the threats that were being faced just wasn't a nuke in the first place. So we don't need a nuclear deterrent. ISIS didn't have a nuke. But do you think you need a nuke? Like even if you if you teleport back to the Cold War and go, okay, you're the UK in the Cold War. Do you need a nuke? Is is the UK in more danger than fucking? Spain because it sure wouldn't have you know I mean even if you're America you don't need a nuke because if a nuke you're only asking whether you'd take revenge it doesn't yes exactly you. it doesn't help you at all there's two main arguments against nukes that we've kind of hit both there one is it's a shitload of money that could yeah. be spent on other stuff I, yeah, I think that's fairly convincing mm -hmm. argument two nukes are dubiously relevant because it would only ever be used for revenge during the Cold War yeah. and really fucking pointless now yeah. in, the, in the current uh, internet framework of international relations, right? But ultimately, ignore both of those. Like, they are evil. Like a nuclear bomb, yeah. if you use that, is evil. You would, as you say, only ever use it for revenge. It's only, it can't be used tactically. It can only be used to indiscriminately murder civilians. It's the scale of murder that feels, what's the, what's the quote and who's it from? Like a death is a tragedy and. Mm. Oh, it's, it's Stalin. It's Stalin uh, it? yeah, yeah. One death is a tragedy. A million is just a statistic. Yeah. So one death is a tragedy. A million is just a statistic. And having a nuke allows you just to make statistics. Like it's such, it's such huge death. I wonder what like a individual psyche would do in response to that i think it fucked him up do you know the guy that was flight one of the guys on the enola gay mm -hmm. he did which was the plane that yeah, yeah. Uh, dropped a bomb on hiroshima they he went on this is your life and they brought in like survivors of hiroshima oh yeah i don't i've 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 seen it online i don't remember any of the details but uh so i, I have no other material with which to converse about this but yeah that's the thing that happened if you've not seen the 1950s TV show, This Is Your Life, the premise is lure a guest, maybe victims, the better word if we're using the word lure, uh, lure a victim into coming to the studio using like a lie or a trick, for example. We'd like you to judge Crufts uh, and then surprise them by saying, for example, Philip Schofield, this is your life. The host has a big red book they read from, which I think is supposed to be uh, the victim's life, but they never really turn the pages. They mostly do this to celebrities, but every now and then they'd have someone else on, like this. So in 1955, the guest was a survivor of the American bombings of Hiroshima 10 years earlier, Methodist minister Kiyoshi Tanimoto. Tanimoto was in the US with other survivors who was taken to a hospital for reconstructive surgery. And Tanimoto was told that he was going to the studio to be interviewed about these people and their suffering. The whole thing's a pretty tough and bizarre watch, but it peaks when they invite Robert Lewis onto the set uh, the co-pilot of the Enola Gay that dropped the bomb on Kyoshi Tanimoto City uh, who according to some accounts is drunk <laughs> Hiroshima August 6, 1945 Time is standing still as our earth shakes to an explosion never before equaled in a daze, you pull yourself from your position between the two garden rocks. From your vantage point, you again look out over the city. You started to tell us what you saw. What did you see? Well, I saw the uh, whole city 
on fire. And uh, many people uh, running away from the city in their in silence. Uh, their skin peeling off, the hanging from face, from arm, but strange to say, in silence, it looked uh, like a procession of ghosts. Did you know that Hiroshima had been the first city to feel the force of atomic power? Well, I didn't know what happened. But as your mind clears, you think of your wife and baby, your church, your parishioners, all somewhere in the enveloping dust. You start to run toward the city saying, my God, help them. And looking down from thousands of feet over Hiroshima, all I could think of was, my God, what have we done? The voice again of a man whose second of eternity was woven up with yours, Reverend Tanimoto. Now, you've never met him, have never seen him, but he's here tonight to clasp your hand in friendship. Captain Robert Lewis, United States Air Force, who along with Paul Tibbetts piloted the plane from which the first atomic power was dropped over Hiroshima. Come in here, close, and would you tell us, sir, of your experience on August 6, 1945? Well, Mr. Edwards, uh, we left uh, Tinian in the Mariana Islands at about 8, uh, 2.45 in the morning on August the 6th, 1945. Our destination was Japan. We had three targets. One was Hiroshima, one was Nagasaki, one was Kokura. About an hour before we uh, hit the coastline of Japan, we were notified that Hiroshima was clear. Therefore, Hiroshima became our target. Just before 8.15 a.m. Tokyo time, Tom Ferriby, a very able bombardier, carefully aimed at his target, which was the 2nd Imperial Japanese Army headquarters. 8.15, promptly, the bomb was dropped. We turned fast to get out of the way of the deadly radiation and bomb effects. First was a big flash that we got, and then the two concussion waves hit the ship. Shortly after, we turned back to see what had happened. And there in front of our eyes, the city of Hiroshima disappeared. Now you entered something in your log at that time. As I said before, Mr. Edwards, I wrote down later, my God, what have we done? And so, Reverend Tanimoto, you on the ground, and you on your military mission, Captain Lewis, in the air, both appeal to a power greater than your own. Thank you, Captain Robert Lewis, now personnel manager of Henry Heide Incorporated in New York City. It's like gun ownership. It's the idea that if I saw someone with a gun, if I had a gun, I could de-escalate the situation. Mm. The lack of understanding that if you had a gun, it just means more people are getting shot now because mm. this person has another threat to guard against. So now you're just going to get so many guns. Like You know people in America have like 50 guns. Mm. And it's like, you know, you can't wield this many guns. Mm. Like after the second gun, how does the third gun better protect your home? Head, head wheel, helmet. Yeah. Which you can uh, trigger with your tongue. It's maybe, strange like that you've gone for tongue trigger before well, maybe, you've gone with you, feet, which are Well, no, no, their feet would be next. Yeah, so you got five. Yeah, but why head third? 
I'd go to my appendages first. No, I think I've got more accurate control with my head. Like if I can turn. But I mean, just it's, it's the same. I feel like it's the same ideology of just like, they've got a thing. I need to have the thing. And it doesn't go through so many checks of going through into the situation, the scenario you're in. I'm in a restaurant. Someone's got a gun and they're holding up the cashier. Mm. I'm open carrying because that's legal in my state. Mm. Now I've got the gun. They're already pointing the gun at someone. So now I'm pointing the gun at that person. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, it's slightly different. Because I, I think in certain circumstances, so you know how the Black Panthers began. Yeah, so I'm fully into the Black Panthers. Like yeah. they, 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 them taking it for themselves and the idea that actually in the Constitution it was about not allowing authorities to get too corrupt because the populace could always defend themselves. Yeah, so they just, they just go around kind of following... Originally, the thing they do is they just they'd have guns and they'd just drive around behind cop cars mm. to, and their presence would reduce the likelihood of police violence because um, the police have guns. But what I'm saying is, we take it one step further and we take the logic that that the Black Panthers use and we apply it to nukes. Do you think there would be uh, as much police violence and intimidation if everyone had if a nuke? Everyone had a personal nuclear warhead. If I had a nuke, what would I do? It's more like... Well, how would it change my behaviour? How would it change people's behaviour? But I also know you? everyone else has got a nuke. Yeah. And is it in me? Like, am I... Is it... Where is it? Is it like I can detonate at any moment, but it also destroys me? Okay, I've made a decision. Yep. It's inside you, and you just need to think, explode. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. But I think you could lose it. I get angry. Yeah, I could get road rage or something, and then just detonate the fucking M62. And irradiate Northern Europe. Okay, you think explode, and then you. I put in a code. I got to put in a pin, and then it says it's got like. Are you sure? Yeah, you've got to put in a ten-digit alphanumeric pin. Yeah, and then and you do this entirely mentally. So even if you are being attacked or whatever, you could still do it. Yeah, the enemy doesn't know. The enemy doesn't know. Yeah, so you've got to do something that's slightly complicated and might cool your temper, and then you get a prompt. Nuke? Are you sure? You hear your own voice saying, do you definitely want to nuke this 10-mile radius? <laughs> <laughs> you say this in a slightly incredulous way. Do you definitely want to nuke everyone around for 10 miles? God, it changed high school shootings, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it couldn't be a high school. It would just be, this city has been detonated. Yeah. When do you get given it? But imagine that. When do you get given it? When's nuke age? Uh, this is now just her- hereditary, like you're born with the nuke. You're born? What about toddlers? You know, like when the r- kids are really young, they don't have the part of the brain, they don't have any empathy or whatever, and if they have the strength of an adult, yeah, they kill. you don't get the code. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it's in you. The apparatus is in you, but yeah. you get given your password. In your you're... 16th birthday card. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah? So you get the vote. Yeah. Vote sex bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big day. <laughs> oh my God. Real status symbol, 10 and 16. Everyone else in, in class who's still 15. Is he thinking about the code? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a real power imbalance yeah. in uh, year 11. That would change, I mean, obviously, but that would change society in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sean. Everyone having a nuke inside them that you can activate at any moment from their 16th birthday from the ceremony called the bombing. Well, I said it was obvious. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Can't you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said this would be obvious. <laughs> in what, so, in what ways? Well, 
You'd be scared, but you'd be powerful. You'd be scared of everyone, but everyone's equally powerful. And but also, you can't retaliate then, so it's not mutually assured destruction. Because if I'm in an argument with you, <laughs> and you nuke, I'm gone. I can't retaliate because we're both gone. Yeah, no one wins the argument. I guess it is a bit. It is a bit like nukes, because if you know, yeah. if we nuked another nuclear country, they nuke us. Yeah. So it is exactly the same. But also, it I'm aware, exactly if I'm absolutely furious with you and I'm like, okay, I'm willing to die to kill Jack. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kill the people across the road I'd kill all my neighbours I'd kill people right into the city centre I'd kill people out like who run like farms and stuff <laughs> farmers? people who run farms <laughs> yeah 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 trying to use more careful language <laughs> <laughs> crofters <laughs> yeah okay one a baby is born embombed yeah okay it's all over the news like we know the ba- the bomb baby's been born if that happened would you argue that everyone should have a nuke or oh. that or not okay so rather than it so it's just it's the transition it's not it doesn't already exist everyone's yeah. not in nuked they've just it's the start so one person has a nuke yeah are you gonna go and because if it's the if it's the rollout you gotta go to a pharmacist or something to go go boots yeah and you say please can I have a nuke in me you sure put in all that you gotta sign it's all like forms, with the windows 10 update if you already had windows yeah, seven, 8 or whatever, whatever yeah, yeah. you could update for free, for free. Yeah. you've got like a two-year window to be like yeah. okay two years to really think if i want a nuke yeah um then you're locked in or it's like really like a proper booper expensive stuff yeah you know, like, there's also the option of just, we just take out that baby. Oh, we shit. take out the nuke baby. Oh, my God. Before it turns 16. Oh, my God. I suppose it's like... Is you that not more humane? It's a, would you, it's a would you kill Hitler. Is that not more humane than everyone having nukes in their bodies? What are we so talking So they're the choices. About? They're the choices. <laughs> so we got to murder the nuke child who's done nothing to deserve murder. Yet. Just, just, yet, yet. Yes, like okay, Fox but they just have the... <laughs> Fucking hell. They do have a nuke within them that they can activate through a series of fail-safe passwords so we can murder that human being. Safer than it could be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or everyone has a nuke. Or everyone has a nuke. My Uncle John has a nuke. But once every... This is the thing with with nukes. Once everyone has a nuke, you're never going to get it back to when no one has a nuke. Well, this you'll is, never roll it back. That's the most convincing argument of the no nuke. The like we've got to have nukers, yeah. Because if you got rid of all the nukes, so I've I've got rid of my nukes, right? But in a little drawer, I'm going to put a little note that says nuke recipe, and I've still got it. I've still got it just in case I find out that you're making a nuke. So the recipe is out there for the nuke, yeah. So that knowledge, it's almost like the knowledge needs to be deleted. Or imagine everyone has nukes, right? And they have them for 20 years. Nuke baby was a while ago. Are we talking about countries or hu- just... We're back to well, humans. Back to we're back to humans. Okay, yeah. And some, like, I'm trying to tell you, yeah. I think you should get rid of your nuke and then I'll get more rid of my nuke as well. But we, no, we both, yeah, if we both do it... That's still not enough. <laughs> that means we're just disadvantaged in a world where everyone else has a nuke and we have an option that while we would never use it, we just have one less option than everyone else. I'd do it. Really? Do you want to be bombless in a bomb-filled world? Yeah. Well, it doesn't. my nuke doesn't function as a deterrent because if someone nukes me, okay. I can't retaliate. But anyway, I would. I didn't. I couldn't. I could. If I couldn't kill. I couldn't kill one person, so I could never kill millions. 
Yeah, obviously. I couldn't do it. Yeah, so why, I, why even have it? I'm you know, never going to be as angry as I get. I'm never going to put all the passwords in to do it. You know, so I may as well just get rid of it. And then I can be smug. The true power of a nuke. This is exactly what I'm getting to, right? <laughs> in a world where everyone had nukes, but like people like me or you decided not to have a nuke. Yeah. There would be people like Joe Rogan and other like Netflix triggered specials, right wing yeah. American comedians railing against the unnuked soy boys <laughs> like they do vegans <laughs> now. <laughs> These guys don't even have nukes. Yeah. Millennial. This is a fucking clown show. How am I going to blow up the whole town? <laughs> Comedy Unleashed is like, you can only do a set if you're nuked. Yeah, they do a metal detector on your torso so you can get it. Yeah, like a counter. <laughs> yeah, go on. The crackle. Yeah, you can do 10. You hear the crackle constantly from the Geiger counter. The well, actually, desk. we can't all uh, be very close to each other for too long because it'll actually become quite dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I see the plane in the sky, then a flash. I see a man without feet, walking on his ankles. I pass out. By the time I wake up, black rain falls from the sky. I see a dead city. The words of Kanuko Lasky. Kanuko was 16 when the United States dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. It's million degree fireball destroying 13 square kilometers, igniting birds mid-flight and vaporizing human flesh. The explosion drove hundreds of shards of glass through Kanuko's skin and split open one of her eyes. For a year after the attack, Kanuko's mother covered up any reflective surfaces, even pans to keep her daughter from even glimpsing her disfigurement. A week after the explosion, that had in moments turned the flesh and bones of tens of thousands of human beings to ash, US President Truman defended his indiscriminate mass murder against American church leaders critical of his attack. Truman wrote of his victims, the only language they seem to understand is the one we have been using to bombard them. When you have to deal with a beast, you have to treat him like a beast. The Japanese people had been completely dehumanized in American popular consciousness, portrayed more than any other Axis power as uniquely violent and ruthless. Anyone Japanese was a potential enemy. That's why 120,000 Japanese Americans were forced into concentration camps during the war. In the war, American mutilation of Japanese bodies was widespread. Troops would harvest body parts as trophies. Teeth and skulls were the most popular. FDR, Truman's predecessor, father of the New Deal and the closest America got to a social democrat, was offered the gift of a letter opener made of a Japanese soldier's arm. On the 6th of August 1945, every man, woman and child within a mile of the centre of Hiroshima was killed. Their shadows burnt into the stone of the few walls that withstood the fierce heat and hurricane force of the blast. Further out, people were crushed as buildings collapsed on their bodies or choked to death on smoke. Tens of thousands survived the immediate blast, instead dying in agony from severe burns. People further out died from radiation poisoning, vomiting, bloody diarrhea, flesh sliding off their bones. Pregnant women who survived gave birth to disfigured children. Other survivors were left maimed, poisoned, blind. The effects of the radiation continue today. The people who died in Hiroshima in 1945 weren't soldiers, but civilians, mainly women and children, who were no threat to the distant American men who ordered their mass murder. The Allies gave Japanese leaders no warning that such a weapon would be dropped in their cities. After the attack, the rest of the country had no idea what had happened. 
only that Hiroshima had gone silent. Planes flew over the city to investigate, discovering only ruin, death, and a dark rising cloud. Shock and disbelief spread as the rescue mission began, the emergency services decimated and unable to manage. Some of the survivors had fled to the city of Nagasaki, where, three days after the attack on Hiroshima, on the 9th of August 1945, the United States dropped a second bomb. As the second bomb headed to Nagasaki on his orders, President Truman announced the bombing of the city of Hiroshima as follows. The world will note that the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, a military base. That was because we wished in the first attack to avoid, insofar as possible, the killing of civilians. War is defined as armed combat between groups. Combat is defined as fighting between armed forces. Fight is defined as the exchange of physical blows. In any normal use of these words, the American attacks on Hiroshima and Nagasaki were not war, not combat, not a fight. Not only were they not military targets, they were chosen precisely because they weren't military targets. They were chosen because of their civilian populations. This wasn't about war, this was something else. Atrocity is defined as an extremely wicked or cruel act typically involving physical violence. Terrorism is defined as the use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. Murder is defined as the premeditated killing of one human being by another. In 1960, Leo Szilard, the man who had conceived of the nuclear chain reaction in 1933, said, Suppose Germany had developed two bombs before we had any bombs. Suppose Germany had dropped one bomb, say, on Rochester, the other on Buffalo. And then, having run out of bombs, she would have lost the war. Can anyone doubt that we would then have defined the dropping of atomic bombs on cities as a war crime? And that we would have sentenced the Germans who were guilty of this crime to death and Nuremberg and hanged them? I'm sorry, I, I know that segment was really heavy, but I, I just wanted to emphasize the horror of these weapons. Weapons that have only ever been used to mass murder civilians, would only ever be used to mass murder civilians, and have only ever been used by the United States. We live in a country where opposing these weapons is seen as extreme, and supporting them is seen as not just normal, but expected of the people who might control them. Fuck that. Would you ever be prepared to use a nuclear weapon? Yes. That was a brilliant short answer, thank you very much. Which world leader would you call first if you became famous? Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. Our main theme was created by Ella Jean, with additional music by Jack Evans, inspired by orchestral manoeuvres in the darks, Enola Gay. We've got a show tonight in Leeds at Lolshevism Comedy Club. However, it's likely in the past or far away from you, so don't sweat it. If you want to help us out in some way, you could tell a mate, leave an iTunes review, or just scribble our podcast title in the toilets of a squat. Your life is yours to lead. Ta. Goodbye.